Hi guys, welcome to Farmer Fridays, where I get to interview agriculturists, ag organizations, and ag businesses across the state of West Virginia. My name is Elizabeth Lynch, your Miss West Virginia 2022. I'm really excited about my guests today. I met them at the Buckwheat Festival. Uh, today I've got Andor Peppers, uh, Lillian, and Dory. How are you guys today? We're good. Thank you so much for having us on. We're very excited about this. Of course. It was very nice meeting you guys. And I honestly, I can't wait to hear more about this. You guys are the first for me talking about not only pepper farms, but people who create their own hot sauce and spices and things along those lines. But we'll get into that soon. So if you guys don't mind, can you tell me about yourself and your agricultural background? Absolutely. Mom, do you want to start with the agricultural background? Sure. So we start, my husband, uh, Andy, and I have always had a garden. Our kids, Lily and her two brothers, were always involved in it. And we um, used to just grow peppers and started making hot sauce to send to friends and family in lieu of Christmas cards. And then we would get, oh, can I have six of those? And can I have a bigger one of that? And um, once my husband retired in uh, late 2019 and COVID hit, um, he and Lillian uh, went to work to convert our family hobby into a business. And so she, she went to school to get the right certifications and did all the research with the lovely folks at the West Virginia um, Department of Agriculture, the health department, the secretary of state. Um, you know, the uh, tax folks in Charleston to figure out how to convert our family's hobby into a legitimate business. And so that's where we took off from there. And we do grow our peppers for all of our products at our um, farm in Preston County that sits on the Cheat River. Uh, and um, it's a labor of love that includes not only our family, but a lot of our friends and um and other relatives as well to um, plant and to harvest and to create our products. It's so wild how something as small as a hobby can turn into something this big. And on top of that, all of the work that goes into it, and I'm sure to you guys, it probably doesn't feel like work. It's more like doing something that you love every day, right? Well, sometimes it's definitely work. <laughs> sometimes it's a labor of love, though, for sure. I mean, we love doing it. Um, I used to bartend, and when COVID happened, um, you know, I, a, lot, a lot of bars shut down, and I didn't have a means of income anymore. And so that's, you know, as my mom was saying, my stepdad had just retired, and so it was just the perfect opportunity for us to team up and, and really make something out of our hobby. COVID was a slight blessing in disguise then is what right. I'm hearing. <laughs> so go ahead and tell me all about Andor Peppers. What kind of products do you guys sell? You know, go ahead, go ahead and uh, go into detail about that. Right. So as my mom was saying, so my stepdad is Andy. My mom is Dory. So that's where we get the Andor. And, you know, as she was saying, it all started 10 years ago as just a hobby, giving out to friends and family. And we went through so many different recipes, you know, um, research and development <laughs> was actually our family and friends. Um, we had a Preston County picante sauce, a Rollsburg bread, and um, we really tried to narrow it down more to uh, not as common peppers. I mean, we still use cayenne, jalapeno, serrano, but we also try to grow a lot of heirloom peppers as well that have different flavor profiles. Um, than, you know, your regular old jalapeno or cayenne. And we try to also grow um, other aspects of 
um, our sauces as well. Like for one of our sauces, we grow tomatillas and um, for another one of our sauces, we also grow the orange heirloom watermelon. Um, and so that makes one of our melonero sauces. And, um, but we aren't just hot sauces and spice mixes. We also do hot honey. We use local West Virginia honey um, awesome. from um, Mountain State. Or it's, uh, Mom, That's what's right. the name of their company? Mountain State? Yeah, Mountain State Honey Company out of Parsons. Mountain State Honey Company. That is so phenomenal. we use Mountain State Honey Company for the honey. We use um, Heasley Homestead for our um, spicy maple syrup. They're based out of Brewston, um, also in Preston County. So we try to keep it local as well. That's amazing. Not only are you a local company in West Virginia, but you are also trying to tie in more local companies as well to kind of make sure that it's a and essentially a complete West Virginia grown product. And that's right, kind yeah. of rolling into our next question here. I noticed when I was at the Buckwheat Festival, you had the West Virginia grown logo everywhere. And I am a huge fan of this program. So how is this, how has becoming a part of this program helped you guys? Um, well, sh big shout out to Buddy Davison over at the Department of Agriculture. He runs most of the West Virginia grown stuff. And he has been a huge help in figuring out um, the next steps for us, um, you know, West Virginia Department of Agriculture needs specific things on their labels and whatnot. But besides that, we also got added to the directory and um, the folks over at Riffle Farms, um, another farm in Preston County, they do um, a farm crawl every summer where they spotlight the other farms in Preston County. And that was an amazing opportunity that we got to be a part of that. And it's just like a bar crawl, but instead of going and drinking, you go to the different farms throughout um, Preston County and you get to learn about what they do and, um, and be able to shop there as well. And so that was, that was a huge help to get our name out there for sure. I love that. That's phenomenal. Um, so I go ahead. I was going to say, and in addition to what Lily described, um, getting through the West Virginia grown um, application and getting receiving that designation makes us eligible to put our product products at Tamarack, which we're working on. And uh, we hope to have a booth this year at the West Virginia State Fair um, awesome. through, because of that being participants in the West Virginia grown program. That's such a huge opportunity. So essentially, it's really just opened up a ton of doors for you guys. So that's that's huge. I love that. Now, I did want to ask, what do you think is the most challenging thing about either working on a small farm or running your small business? Mom, you want to take that one? Yeah, so um, I think what the, one of the challenging things is Mother Nature, right? So um, and we try to turn that into a positive. So we put on our website that the heat level in our peppers may vary year to year, depending on soil conditions and rain and, and whatnot, even though we use the same seeds and the same plants every year, just depending on the amount of sun or not sun this past year, um, you know, it really can change the heat level in the peppers. So we try to make that part of the mystique a little bit that it may not be the same heat level year to year, uh, but that definitely um, is, um, one of the concerns with, with, you know, running a small farm is that you try to get consistency in your products, but you're at the mercy of mother nature. And right. for example, last year we had a big order. We had to grow the peppers for, uh, and we got an early frost that almost ruined, that almost ruined that. So 
you know, the, the ebbs and flows of, of, um, you know, inventory, uh, are completely dependent on whether mother nature is on our side this year or not. So that, that, that we have to learn how to manage that better, but we're, we're still relatively new at this and, um, we're, and we're learning. I think that's something that um, we can tell consumers too, is that when you are, I guess, devoted to a product and say, I, I am in love with uh, and or peppers hot sauce. I think as a consumer, it's important to understand too, that we can try new things and things might not always be the same all the time, but it's still going to be a great product at the end of the day. And I have the ability to try a ton of different opportunities, pardon me, a, a bunch of different options uh, going forward. So that's a really cool thing. Um, so you can kind of spin it and make it a positive too. So on the flip side of the negatives, what do you think is the best thing about what you guys do? Um, I think the fact that we know what's in our products and it's all um, either locally sourced or grown by us. Um, there's no mystery about, you know, one, any of the ingredients with, you know, you know, long chemical names associated with them. Um, I think we, we, we're in control of our, of our products and um, that I really like that part. Um, being a small business, you also get a, access to a lot of resources, both at the state and the federal level for um, small business. Sorry about that. I'm sorry, my, my dog's insisting on getting over there. You can cut that part out, right? But you're fine. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're, st again, we're still learning, but there are a lot of resources available through the Small Business Administration. There are a lot of resources, again, at the state with them. Um, they've been really helpful. It was a little bit daunting when we were starting the business and none of, neither one of us are business majors. So we, we, we just, we had to learn. And the folks have been really helpful when we explain we're a small business. They've just been really uh, helpful in making sure that we crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's for the for the all the regulatory compliance to be a business in the state of West Virginia. Um, but I think you know the other thing, as I you were mentioning, being a small business, we're we have the flexibility to to try new things and see what works and have a test kitchen. Uh, that I think uh, you know, the larger companies uh, are that are you know, limited to a single product struggle with, with that some. So we have a bit more flexibility and there's a lot of resources open to us. That's awesome. I love it. And I did want to ask just because of my curiosity in that side of me, can you walk me through how you make hot sauce without giving away any secrets, of course, but. Yeah, absolutely. So of course it starts when it's in the ground in our garden. And then we pick the peppers. Um, and then we make um, what's called a pepper mash. All of our hot sauces are fermented. Um, they're fermented with some type of fruit like mango, strawberry, pineapple, um, onions are all go into it. Um, so then we let the pepper mash ferment for about a minimum of three weeks. They could go okay. a little bit longer. Um, and that that's, um, a lot of our flavor comes from it being a fermented hot sauce. So, um, and then, so it sits in a big old barrel or, or that for a couple weeks. And then um, I have um, basically a ginormous juicer um, and we go to our commissary or commercial kitchen and we separate the pepper juice and mat. So you're left with just hot sauce and the tailings that are left over like the pulp um, from leftover from the fruit and the peppers, 
that's what we make all of our spice mixes out of. Um, so we take that and then we put it in the smoker for two days, just the, the leftover mash part after I've already separated the liquid. And then we take that, put it in the smoker for two or three days over um, cherry, apple, pecan wood. And then um, we add a couple other little things to it, like lemon peel, orange peel, um, something like along those lines. Um, and that's what makes all of our smoked spice mixes that matches um, the same heat level and flavor profile as the hot sauce that it came from. That is so cool. So nothing goes to waste at the end of the day. Right. We try to use every single bit that we absolutely can. <laughs> I love it. And I never knew you know, how that process works. So thank you so much for sharing that. That is I'm really excited. I need to go home and look up videos about this now. Like I'm really excited. That is so neat. Um, because I am very agricultural based, you know, I try to tie in the, the large side of agriculture as well. So I do want to ask, what is one thing you would want your community and your state of West Virginia to know about your small agricultural business? If you could pick one thing at all, what would it be? I think that supporting local and buy, buying local is really important, not just for, um, you know, the economy of small businesses and, you know, letting small businesses flourish, but also for sustainability as we continue to chat, you know, with the ch climate challenges, um, we try to be as um, uh, focused on sustainability as possible. So we, um, so I think that's probably the area that I would focus on is, with with the small business and small agriculture, the contribution it makes to climate as well as and, and sustainability, um, and the contribute the economic contribution to our state from small local businesses can't can't be undervalued. I couldn't agree with you more. There, people watching at home, make sure you take that advice to heart because that is phenomenal advice. Thank you. I do want to ask too if you could talk to somebody who wants to start their own small business. What is the first piece of advice that you would give them? Research, research, research. I mean, <laughs> I had to research so many different things. There's so many things that you don't know that goes into a business that happens behind closed doors. And, um, and don't be afraid to ask questions. Even if I felt like it was the dumbest little question, I would ask because I just, I had no idea what I was doing. Like most people, when they start a small business, they don't have the background or a college degree in business. And there was just so much that I didn't know. And like I said earlier, everybody that I called was so helpful from the health department, department mm -hmm. of agriculture. I mean, ask every single little question that you can ask because they're ready to answer and ready to help. Awesome. That is, that's perfect. Um, so if people were to uh, decide they want to purchase your product after watching this video or want to learn more, how can they go about that? So we don't have um, a brick and mortar location. We, okay. you know, we've only been in actual real business for, for less than two years. Uh, so we mostly just go to events like the Buckwheat Festival, um, but we do sell online as well, www.andorpeppers.com. Um, there's recipes on there, suggested uses, um, you can learn more about our background and our story. Uh, all that is listed on our website. Perfect. And you guys have a Facebook page, correct? So that people can kind of figure out where you guys are. 
Absolutely. It's awesome. And or peppers on Facebook. <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll put your link for your website and your link for your Facebook page on this post. So all you have to do is scroll down and click and you can find their product right there. My last question for you is super important to me and something that I ask every person that I interview. Um, I firmly believe in FFA creed and that's something that's really followed me throughout my life. So taking from the very first line of the FFA creed, why do you believe in the future of agriculture? Uh, um the obvious answer is the future of agriculture is what feeds us. Uh, and, um, you know, especially, especially in what we've learned through COVID, the supply chain issues that, you know, we ended up going to the store and the store shelves were in, empty um, at certain times. And so relying on, you know, yourself or local companies with agriculture um, you avoid those supply chain issues. And so whether it's hot sauce or hot honey or spice mixes or, or, you know, the folks that live up the road from us that have, you know, a blueberry farm or, you know, the, the folks at Riffle Farms that, that where we get, you know, bison from being able to, um, being able to provide for your own communities through, you know, local agriculture it, COVID showed us how important that was. Absolutely. Lily, you, got, Lily, you, Lily, you got to have something on that. <laughs> no, I was just thinking that, you know, without farmers, without agriculture, I mean, we have nothing, whether it's at the small scale or the large scale where farmers are, you know, making hundreds of acres of, of corn fields. And, you know, I mean, agriculture is so important and in everyday life, I don't think people really realize every, every step of the way that, or every step that goes in, into it, into getting the food on your table. Perfect. I completely agree. Now, if somebody wanted to find you, what's your guys' next step? Where are you guys going next? Oh, um, I don't know if we have any shows in West Virginia coming up. Okay. You guys yeah. just came back from Florida, right? Right. So I live in Florida now. I mean, I grew up in West Virginia and that's the one beautiful thing about West Virginia is you find West Virginians all over the country. And, and that another good thing about being in the West Virginia grown program and having that designation and all of our signage is it helps people when we're doing shows out of state that are, when they see the West Virginia outline or the West Virginia logo, they're like, oh my gosh, West Virginians. Yes. And even if they don't like hot sauce, they'll still find something to buy from us because West Virginians love to support other West Virginians. And yes, I think that's another really beautiful thing about being in the West Virginia Grown program. That's awesome. I love that. I got goosebumps because I feel like <laughs> West Virginians always stick together. So that's perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> well, people watching at home, follow their Facebook page so that you know where they're going to be next. Uh, head out on over to their website so you can figure out what products you are ready to taste test. I know I'm definitely ready. I cannot wait. Um, so thank you guys so much for taking the time to speak with me today and share your story. I couldn't tell you how much I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us. You are so welcome. It was great to speak to you guys again. That is the end of our Farmer Friday interview. Tune in next week to see who our surprise guest is. As always, please remember to take your farmers. <laughs>